You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. Sonny Ship is with me. As promised, we wanted to break down the addition of four-star running back Trevante Citizen, uh, one of the best running backs in the country, averaged over nine yards a carry as a junior playing both ways at Lake Charles College Prep. Six foot, 217 pounder, picked the Tigers over Auburn, Texas, Texas A&M, USC and others. Took official visits to Auburn, Texas, Texas A&M, and then was the only Louisiana prospect to take an official visit to LSU, taking that visit the final weekend of June. And lo and behold, that prevailed LSU lands the top 247 prospect and Sonny, you had a really good breakdown on go247.com for our VIP subscribers, but run us through that a little bit. What were some of your takeaways watching Trevante Citizen? He is a really intriguing back that I think uh, has the makings of being a multi-year starter for LSU. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, you know, and, and I think when you, you know, when, when you, when you go through and when you look at what the depth chart uh, you know, could look like in 2022 when he gets there. Obviously, we never we don't know what Ty Davis Price, John Emery, if one of them's going to run for 1,500 yards, or whatever this year, want to leave school early. But let's say no one leaves school early, no one transfers, nothing like that. You got a pretty you have a pretty stacked running back room in 2022. You got two you got two guys who are going to be straight seniors and Ty Davis Price and John Emery Jr. Obviously, both of them, you know, even have another year in their back pocket, but I can't, couldn't see both of them using that. And then you go through, you got Josh Williams, who played last year. The two true freshmen are Monty Goodwin and Corey Kiner. And then you add, you add Travante Citizen into that group. You know, that could potentially be six running backs that you're looking at next year. I mean, that's a stacked running back room. And there's a lot of quality. There's a ton of quality in that running back room. So, I think LSU is in a. I, th- I think LSU is in a good position, um, you know. And that doesn't even really take into effect, uh, you know, Chris Curry, Chris Curry who left, Cavantre uh, Bradford who left. You know, it kind of makes you realize, okay, why some of these running backs decided to uh, to transfer to you know see if the pastures are green or somewhere else. But you know, that's the first thing that jumps out at me is what the running back room looks like. On on film, you know, I like I like what I see in Citizen, six foot two team probably going to play if I, I mean probably going to play around 225 maybe even 230 when he gets you know when, when he gets to LSU after he spends a little bit of time in Tommy Moffitt's weight room and I see some of the qualities that you see in in a north-south runner like a Ty Davis price see I see some of those pro, uh, qualities in citizen but I think he's got a little more versatility and I think that versatility comes into play because he plays defense also. He plays linebacker on the other side of the ball. And so so I think that lateral movement that you see him uh, use on defense helps him on offense, helps him stick his foot in the ground to make that one cut. I think he's got a little more shake than, than Todd Davis Price, but I don't think we would ever, uh, you know, look at Citizen and say, you know, say that he's got some shake and bake to him. But 
the physical makeup is there, uh, runs very hard, runs, runs very strong. And, and because of that, and because of his size, you don't really see guys get a good shot at him. You see a lot of tackles bounce off. You see him break a lot of tackles in, in the end game, getting a lot of yards after contact because of that. I think, uh, you know, Gabe Brooks has commented on the, uh, on, on, uh, on the speed, that citizen has, I, I, and I think he's got he's got some breakaway speed. I don't think he's going to be a guy that's going to break off too many eighty yarders. But if he gets in the you know if he gets in the open field, you know he's got some wheels to where he can take it to distance. But with all that said, with all that said, and what he brings to the to the table as a running back, you know, I also really like the fact that he play has played linebacker before he has some experience there. So when you get a guy like that into a crowd, you know, into a crowded room, if something doesn't work out, if something doesn't go his way, you know, now the first instinct may not be, okay, where can I go? The first, you know, now the first instinct may be, I wonder if I should give linebacker a try, you know, because a lot of people, you know, and I've even said this, you've said this before, me personally, I like him a little bit more of projecting him as a linebacker, but he's so dead set on playing running back that I'm really not even going to go there. But, you know, you do have that in your back pocket to where, you know, he would he could have some other options that aren't just, well, let me go see where I can, well, what this school's got to offer me. The great breakdown there of, of Trevante Citizen. And I, I think for me, I mean, it, it comes down to, his production. And the nice thing I see about him is that he's kind of doesn't have much tear tear on his uh, tires, you know, wear and tear on his tires. He's, he's only carried, he only carried 62 times, but average nine yards of carry uh, made some plays uh, for Lake Charles prep, uh, Lake Charles college prep last year. And when you look at translating that to the next level, that usually translates. Now, will he work on his speed? I think so. I mean, he is just a, you know, built up physical running back though. And he's not like an Armani Goodwin that's five, nine and, you know, 195 pounds and set the 60 meter record in the state of Alabama, but he does have that nine yards per carry average. I was talking to some other sec beat writers at sec media days that saw Trevante citizen play this year and came, they came away really impressed with him. So I think this is a great land. I think the credit goes to Ed Ogeron for mending some fences here because he was one that you looked at at the at the early going of summer. He could have been headed out of state. Ed Ogeron buckled in, met with the family, really reassured them that he was a priority, which he is. And, you know, the early going of his recruitment wasn't a reflection of how badly LSU wants him now. Kevin Falk did a great job here as well, recruiting him, showing how he'd fit in the offense. Uh, Mason Smith, the recruiting specialist, did a really nice job here as well. Uh, helping, you know, getting the family back on campus for that official visit. Overall, it was a great recruiting effort for LSU. It shows how competitive this state is, this cycle, like Ed Ogeron kind of touched on on Monday at SEC Media Days. Uh, this was a really strong recruiting win, and it just only builds momentum for the summer. Yeah, yeah, and kudos to the staff for how they handled uh, for how they handled the month of June. I think they did a really good job uh, balancing – the camps, the official visits, the unofficial visits. You had mentioned getting Citizen and his family up there, um, you know, before the official visit. Kind of, uh, you know, kind of laid out some, laid out some, uh, did did a little bit of groundwork 
to kind of, I don't want to say mend the fences, but, but of just kind of, uh, you know, closing the gap a little bit, I guess you could say. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I really like, I really like the fact that they were a, and that they've been able to do this with, we've touched on this in other podcasts, but the, the attention to detail that they seem to, to have with these in-state guys in this class, it's not like they've been behind the eight ball, but it seems like that they're a little more, a little more proactive. Um, do you feel that way too, when you look at this 2022 class? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they've had to be, it's, it's, yeah. it's probably tough to, in a way, manage a recruiting class and a, and an in-state cycle like this, where if you take your eye off the ball for one second too, I mean, you know, other schools are getting these guys on campus. We saw it with Quincy Wiggins, Jamon Tapp, Aaron Anderson, um, Kendrick Law. There are guys that have made visits elsewhere, and that's fine. That's what you would expect after the end of the dead period. But LSU's done a great job getting them back on campus or having a good talk with them on the phone or, or if, you know, on a Zoom or whatever to, to make sure that interest stays there and to make sure LSU stays right in the thick of it for these guys in Louisiana. It, it's shaping up to be a strong finish to the summer. And Sonny, as we kind of move into talk of the updated rankings uh, from 24-7 Sports, the new top 247, um, you know, the haters are probably going to have a bone to pick with us at uh, over something, I'm sure. But 24-7 was pretty good to LSU and LSU targets in the state of Louisiana. And let's start with Emory Jones, who made his debut in the top 247. And I think he's still got a chance to go higher as we see that that senior film get out there, but he's got the profile of one of the top interior offensive linemen in the country. Uh, he comes into the top 247, and he's set to announce his college decision on July 30th. Yeah, and, and Emory Jones really did good at the uh, – he, he really impressed at the second O-line, D-line camp of the summer. Excuse me. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's a guy that I agree with you 100%. I think he's a guy that could continue – could continue to climb, continue to see his stock rise. Um, you know, he he had that he had that four star. Now he breaks into the top two four seven. Um, you know, and, and another guy who you know continued with Travante Citizen. He even moved up a little bit too. So you know, when you when you start looking at all those guys. And all the LSU, potential LSU moves or LSU moves in this top two four seven, I agree with you hundred percent. The haters are going to have a little bit of a, uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of a problem coming up with uh, coming up with too much as far uh, too much stuff to complain about. You know, you go through, you look at Aaron Anderson, Aaron Anderson, LSU commit. He didn't crack the top two four seven, but he got that four star. And, uh, you know, so now, you know, he's another guy that, you know, Alabama's been all over him and stuff. And, um, you know, so when you look at when you when you look at the state overall, you, you all of a sudden now you, you throw him into that four star realm. And, and it, it just helps. It just helps with more illustrate, illustrate a little bit more of really how, you know, how stacked Louisiana is in this class. Um, you know, and I know you're going to touch on this guy, but Quincy Wiggins, man, talk about the rise that he made this summer. We've talked about it in several podcasts with how he looked at that first LSU camp when he and Will Campbell were kind of going, going head to head and had so many good battles, but man, talk about a jump, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Up into the top 100 on 24 seven sports and, you know, rightfully so. He was dominant in the camp circuit. 
Um, he's got an incredible frame. I mean, if you're building a team based off of who looks the best on the hoof, I mean, I'd be hard pressed not to see Quincy Wiggins as one of your defensive ends in that class. He's a five star um, in that group. <laughs> yeah, he's a five star in that group. I mean, the next step for him, for him, and uh, I chatted with him for about 15 minutes on the phone on Tuesday. And the story, um, you know, as you're listening to this podcast is on go247.com. But uh, just the work he put in um, this offseason and and once his junior year ended to be in this position was really incredible. And now the next step is putting that together on the field. You know, he's a two-sport guy. Uh, he's focusing more and more on football. I think he's poised to have a big senior year. You know, if you look, it's kind of one of those things where you want to see better, you know, honestly, just game tape from him and be more disruptive. And I think as his frame has developed and he's put on all this work, we're going to see that and we're going to see the fruits of that labor. And so he's got a chance to continue to move up. You know, he's one of those guys reminds me a little bit of Savion Jones last cycle where we just said, you know, uh, he had the profile coming off that junior year where he was so dominant and then he built on that and put together that strong track season and he plays basketball and, and has that frame, you know, um, he, he was a big riser. And I think Quincy Wiggins, we were more aggressive this cycle, um, knowing on top of that, his frame, I mean, his frame, his wingspan, everything is ridiculous. Um, so he moves up. Kendrick Law is another one that is now right behind Jacoby Matthews, not only in the state, but overall, you know, he's, he's one of the best players in the country. I think he's right in that mid 60 range overall of prospects. He's got the track profile. He's built really well plays both ways, dominant doing it all, had a huge spring, had a huge summer. Uh, so Kendrick Law, another guy who 24-7 sports crystal ball favors LSU, uh, is right there. And honestly, as you look at him going into his senior year, he's got a chance to move up. You know, this, we are starting to see in 2022 that, you know, when you try to debate who's going to be a five-star from Louisiana, you've got to include Kendrick Law in that discussion now, too. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. And, you know, if, if LSU can land Kendrick Law, um, you know, I mentioned this in my in my piece I did on Travante Citizen and how he impacts the LSU running back room when he gets to campus. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are, are on board saying like, oh, man, LSU's got, you know, LSU needs two running backs in this class. LSU needs two running backs in this class. And I look at Kendrick Law, and I say, if Kendrick Law gets on board with his frame, with his makeup, with how Jake Peets has talked about using him and stuff, do you really need a second running back in this class? Because Kendrick Law, Kendrick Law can give you that. You know, he can feel that. He can help fill that, fill that role. Especially when you look at 2023, they've already offered two in-state kids, Trey Holly and uh, and and Caden, uh, Caden Jackson out of uh, out of Baton Rouge, and so you know. Do you think that they really need another running back in this class if they get Kendrick Law? I think so, only from the depth perspective. And they'll be able to make this decision as they see what unfolds with Ty Davis-Price and John Emery this fall. Um, what they get, you know, maybe out of Armani Goodwin and Corey Kiner. You know, the good thing is with running back, it's a group that I do think you can kind of tell relatively early whether guys are going to be able to contribute or not. Um it's it's just one of those positions that's fairly easy to adjust or at least be able to notice it right away if those guys are going to be able to do it. You know, one thing that, you know, is always held back, you know, running backs at times is, you know, pass protection. But as far as being able to make make plays, make people miss, uh, contribute at the next level, you can kind of tell that right away. It's just a position that 
they'll be able to watch what not only Kendrick Law, if they were to get him, uh, but um, Tremonte Citizen do as seniors, but they'll also be able to evaluate their own roster. And we'll kind of let the 2021 season tell that story for LSU if they need another running back in the group. But right now I'm going to go with yes. And on top of that, if it is a Le'Veon Moss, Ed Ogeron would love to flip him from Alabama. I mean, that's just a, you know, something that you could see him wanting to do just in general. Um, so I would say yes on yet another running back in the class if those two are your staples right there. And uh, I think they could be selective with it for sure. Um, but, yeah, I would say yes right now. Um, the numbers are going to be really interesting on this class overall. But, yeah. um, you know, it, it, one thing is for sure, we're, we're seeing these Louisiana guys get rewarded for the off seasons and the springs and the summers that they've had. Yeah, I I kind of have a different take on it. You know, I almost hope I almost hope that 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 Ed Orgeron, Kevin Falk, and that the rest of the staff that they don't let the fact that Le'Veon Moss is committed to Alabama. You know, let's say he would sign with Alabama. You know, I hope they don't let the fact that just because it's Alabama getting a Louisiana guy, I hope they don't let that affect you know their decisions and their roster management. Because we've seen roster management, how it could come up and how it's bitten LSU in the butt before. We saw it last year. Um, and, you know, we've seen it in some past years with, granted, this was past, you know, this was past a lot of, with the, more so with past staffs. But, you know, I look at like tight end position. I look at running back. I look at, you know, they took a kicker in this class. And when you're trying to balance those 25, the number, you know, the 25 spots that you have on top of trying to save what I, I think in this day and age of, of recruiting, of the transfer portal, uh, of, of guys leaving school, bolting from schools at the first sign of uh, adversity that they face. I think in this day and age that you almost have to have a couple of spots in your back pocket. Uh, you know, for transfer, especially when you look at how good LSU has done on the transfer market, man. Look at that. Liam Shanahan, Joe Burrow, Cole Tracy, Mike Jones Jr., you know, Braden Fajoko, who, you know, who was a big contributor and stuff while he was here. You know, I think you almost have to have a couple of spots to where you can say to where when you lose someone at a pivotal position, you can go out and you can try to find a, someone who has some experience in the transfer portal. And so when I, you know, when I put all of that into one package, that's what makes it just hard for me to to see being able to squeeze in two running backs plus Kendrick Law to go with the six that you have, you know, to go with the, uh, you know, the five that you have on the roster right now, who could potentially be back too. That's going to be very interesting to see how this staff is able to manage those numbers from that perspective. No question. Arguments made on, on both can be made on both sides for that one. And, you know, I, I think you look at, you know, maybe how they handle the defensive line. If they don't hit on some of those big targets, do they, save a spot there for somebody who enters a portal linebacker again, like if they don't get Sean Murphy, who's announcing on August 1st, or if they don't end up with Harold Perkins, do they end up, you know, going after a young linebacker in the portal? Those are all questions that we're going to be following on go 24 seven. It's going to be an interesting cycle to see how LSU handles it all, but we'll be here tracking it for you guys on go 247com So pick up a subscription today. We're at an all time high of subscribers. So be sure to check us out. And if you don't all right, already follow the go 24 7 podcast wherever you get your podcast at leave us a rating and leave us a review 
For Sunny Ship, I'm Billy Embody. We're signing off on this edition of the Go 24-7 podcast. We'll catch you guys next week as we're another week closer to fall camp for the Tigers and the rest of the country as college football gets back uh, underway. So be sure to keep it locked on Go247.com and the Go247 podcast. Hope everybody has a great weekend, and we'll catch you next time.